Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Mimosas with Moms podcast. I'm your host, Abby Williams. Today we're talking about health and wellness during the postpartum period, and I'm welcoming on Sarah Kuhn from Juna. Um, Sarah has been in the health and wellness field for a long time, but it really wasn't until she went through her own journey of trying to conceive to becoming pregnant and postpartuming that she realized that there was such a gap in the marketing for health and wellness education for particularly expecting a new moms. Um, So she created the Juna app. She's also on Instagram at Juna.moms. And she is helping guide moms through trying to conceive pregnancy and motherhood. Um, You can try the Juna app for free. There's workouts, nutrition, and a tracker. They're available on Apple and Android. Her Instagram is packed full of recipes, nutrition, um, different exercises, and ways to really support you being healthy and well during whatever season you are in, whether you are trying to conceive, you're pregnant, or you're postpartuming. Um, Today, we really chat about the postpartum period. We talk about some different exercises and ways to stay well. We talk about some different pelvic floor exercises that you can do and difficulties some women have. Um, So I hope that you enjoy this conversation. I hope that you go give Sarah a follow over at Juna.moms and you go check out her app. And if you do enjoy this episode, I hope that you leave a five-star rating and review because your support here on the podcast always means the world to me and I so appreciate you being here. So let's get started. Cheers. Sarah, welcome to the Mimosas with Moms podcast. I am so excited to be connecting with you here in this space. Um, We were just like kind of commiserating off air just about, you know, how much these accounts of ours, you know, really lean into one of into one another at times. Um, You know, so I always I love being able to connect here on the podcast as well. Um, But Sarah, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, firstly. Um, I My name is Sarah. I am the mom of three. I have a four-and-a-half-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old, and an almost nine-month-old. I am the founder of the Juna app, which is fitness and nutrition for the entire motherhood journey, like trying yeah. to conceive pregnancy and postpartum, and soon-to-be active mom, but we're not there yet. Um, <laughs> and I am a uh, I'm an exercise specialist for pre and postnatal, um, the pre and postnatal period. And so that was really the impetus for the Juna app. Um, but yeah, so that's the short, short version of me. <laughs> yeah. And kind of tell us like, I guess, why the Juna app was born. Born. Yes. Um, It was born out of my own frustration, which I'm sure you've spoken to a lot of moms who've come up with their own businesses like because they're trying to scratch their own itch. I am not uh, unique in this this, uh, version. But yeah, my first pregnancy, I was working at a fitness company doing like product and marketing. And um, I'm sure people have heard of it, Beachbody. And I uh, I was pregnant and I was like, why, why do we not have a program for pregnancy? Like this is 
this is really weird, um, especially because a lot of our customers are women. And I like I want to know what I can and can't do. Like I, you know, I've read a lot of things that what I can't do, but like what can I do? Um, Needless to say, like that was they, you know, that problem was not solved for me in my first pregnancy. And my second pregnancy, I got a little more um, well acquainted. But after I had my baby, my husband was like, Sarah, you've worked at like three different fitness companies. Like you're, you're like, you're certified. Like, why would you not do this? And I just didn't want to be an entrepreneur at the time. And he just kept pushing me. And he's like, you're really like, you're kind of the perfect fit for this. You have all, you know, you have all this experience, just do it. And finally, you know, like I just said, okay, I will do it. And, um, (laughs) that was two years ago. And I'm so glad I did because this has become just such an, like a incredible space to be in. It's an yeah. incredible period for like in people's lives. It's like this critical point where life is changing. Like you're like, you know, and so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I love it. And I, I also hate it at times, but it's been, it's hard. It's, it is. It's, it's hard. Cause it's, it's just like when you think about the trying to conceive and pregnancy and postpartum period, it's like, it is so critical in a like there's so many emotions that are happening and um there's a lot of layers there a lot of layers (laughs) I mean like I went through it myself too and so I'm I'm glad I have that level of empathy but it's um it's it's just it's a beautiful period and I'm glad to be a part of people's journeys yeah so let's like kind of talk about the postpartum period in particular and how you are supporting moms during this stage of their motherhood journey yeah so we in in the well i guess i'll start with on our 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 instagram platform we we put we post a lot of postpartum recovery stuff what you should be doing for your core what you should be eating um general like relatable postpartum stuff because i think when you're in that period you want to know that you're not alone Mm -hmm. we that also translates to the to the app. We have um, we actually just launched our core restore program, which is yeah. a six week program that helps you re essentially like rework your the foundations of your core. Whether you've had diastasis recti, whether you right. have a C section, whether you're three years postpartum or six weeks postpartum, like this program is designed for rebuilding your core the right way. Um, and then we also have two later postpartum programs after you've rebuilt your core that are, you know, fitness based um, and really progress you from like really easing back into fitness into like much more intense exercise. Right. And so, and I mean, like, there's so much around like fitness and physical wellness that can also relate to mental health, right? Yes. And improving, you know, a lot of our postpartum mental health issues. Um, you know, there's so much stuff around getting active really helps with these things. So I think like this is great that there is like this correlation and that there's this piece that's empowering women. But there's also, you know, so many women that struggle with their new bodies postpartum, right? And are you guys helping moms in that way? Yeah. You know, it's uh, 
this this could this strikes a chord with me because I think yeah. like there's there's two schools of thought and that's like you have one side of the internet that's like I know there's no <laughs> such thing as bouncing back and you know you're now in this beautiful new body and right. you need to appreciate it and like and I appreciate that like I do right. I deeply right. do however like I'm on the other side where like I I wanted to feel like myself again I wanted yeah. to fit in my clothes I wanted to like because the way that I look also translates into how I feel right and if I don't like the way I look then I'm probably going to be unhappy it's like and me I, put it on my face every morning like if <laughs> I don't put on my face every morning I look in the mirror and I don't feel good right it just it's, it's not a vanity thing. It's just how I feel good. It's like my self-care. It's, yeah. I mean, exactly. And I'm glad that you <laughs> used that because like some people will say, I have to shower every day and showering yeah, every right. day makes me feel good. <laughs> right. And, and and like that is a form of self-care if that's right. how you, you like, feel good. Yeah. Right. And so right. I hate when people are like, don't talk about weight loss. I'm like, well, like first for a lot, I mean, the majority of our, our DMs are all about weight loss. And so- right. Like there's obviously some side of the internet that wants to know how like the to tips lose and the weight. tools. Yeah, yeah, to lose the weight. And you know, I think the first thing that we will always say is that like, hey, like be patient with yourself. Like you're right. like there's so many things that are happening with your body postpartum, like that even like the, I mean, the first 12 weeks, you're just like, your body's regulating. It's if you're breastfeeding, <laughs> then you're like turning into yeah. a milk machine and it's still figuring out how much milk do I need to make for my baby? Um, and and then you also have the like your healing and if you had a C-section, that could take a little bit longer. If you had a vaginal birth, like then you're – then you had a t- – you know, like there's just – every case is different and you need to be patient with yourself because like you're not going to walk out of the hospital like in your old jeans. Right. <laughs> so be patient. I know. I had to like pack a hospital bag in the middle of the night like – went into labor early, didn't have the bag packed and like mid, you know, like labor contractions. I'm like throwing things in a bag and I threw in my like pre-pregnancy leggings that weren't like maternity <laughs> leggings <laughs> in the hospital trying to like get, like they wouldn't even go up over my thighs, right? I'm like, what the heck were you thinking? When By you're- the way, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so interesting that you say that because like you don't, like when you're pregnant, you only really see your belly. Right. But then you don't realize that like the relaxin that was like just pumping in your body is like actually was expanding Everything. your hips. Right. Everything is wider. Everything. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, my butt, my thighs, my... <laughs> Oh. I was mortified trying to get these things up. I'm like, well, I guess uh, I'm not wearing these home. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie days. Yeah, that was that, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> with my second baby, I learned that lesson, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's those really nice. aren't going to fit. And now it's funny because like, I look back, I'm like, in what world did I think that I was going to fit in? <laughs> but I was just going to like walk out of the hospital and be like, oh, you were just like back to your size. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. That's good. Yes. So be patient. (laughs) No, and like that's kind of – that was like the point of like my question though of this like bouncing back and being uncomfortable with your body because in talking to so many women over on my platform as well, I kind of get a lot of the same thing of I'm three months postpartum and I'm not fitting in my pants and I'm, you know, just – losing it over here, right? Because I don't feel like myself not being in my body. I don't know this body. I'm not happy. And I think that there's a lot to be said in like the both of this, right? Of 
honoring like your feelings and that I want to feel like myself again. I want to be back in my body. What can I do? And like, here are some things to do. But that also there's compassion with yourself and you're three months postpartum. You're not fitted back in your pants yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like, you know, there's this whole misconception about like when you, if you breastfeed, you're just going to like lose all the weight. And for some people that's true. Like for some people, they can't keep weight on and they're so thin and I'm I'm jealous of that person, but that's not (laughs) neither here nor there. (laughs) For me, I hold on to five to 10 pounds until I'm right. done breastfeeding. Like that's just my body like will lose the weight, but then five, 10 pounds is just there. Yeah. And that's where I'm at right now in my life. But like, and other people will, will not lose weight at all because right. it makes you so hungry and you're just eating a lot. And, and so, like, you have to, you have to have those calories. Eat. Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. And, and so we, I get asked those questions a lot and then how can I, um, how can we lose, how can I, like like integrate exercise without losing milk and like so yeah. these are all the things that people are concerned about because there's a lot happening and this is if it might be your first time it might be your second time but there're things that you just don't know about and you're like well I want to lose weight I want to exercise I want to do these things but I I don't know how like the most important thing to me is being able to feed my baby and so like how can I do this successfully? And those are the things that we are trying to support women on their postpartum journey. We have lots of content in the app about that. And then we also answer lots of questions like in DMs and like we try and do that through our posts as well, but you can't, you know, solve for every version of a question in a post. Although people want you to. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm like, if you could just like wave the magic wand and give the people every word that they need. I know it's hard. Um, I'm telling you, showing up in this space is hard guys. Um, But like, is there a way? So you're saying like there is a way to be able to feed your baby and exercising and losing weight and kind of like finding your body again. Like you can have both. You can, you can definitely have both. You know, like I think about like my recommendation on is with breastfeeding and losing weight is like, is make sure that you have a bare minimum amount of calories that you're having. And that's like 1800. And people like always think of, which is by the way, is insane. is like that 1200 (laughs) calorie that you're just like, how are you even eating? Like how are you surviving? Yeah. But like eighteen hundred is like your is your baseline when you're breastfeeding, and yeah. then if you're if you're exercising, you want to add on another three hundred and fifty calories. You're also and then you're also breastfeeding, so that's another three hundred to five hundred calories. So you're really looking to to just to just maintain. You're looking at twenty two hundred calories, which is yeah. a lot of food. Yeah. And if you're feeding yourself like whole foods, like think yeah. being on the outside of the grocery store, like then you're you're gonna be in pretty good shape. Like that weight will start to fall off. You'll lose one to two pounds a week. But again, you'll lose one to two pounds a week. I think people expect to lose like five pounds a week. And then <laughs> like because, please like, make this just like melt off like it just right. like packed on. I know. <laughs> it, and it just doesn't. It's like it's I like know. just like slow and steady is is the name of the game with postpartum weight loss. And I think like if by nine months, you're not happy with the result, like nine months postpartum, you're not happy with where you are. That's when you can start to get a little more restrictive because your baby's eating a little bit less. You're burning less calories with breastfeeding. You know, like there's, but like nine months is really what you should be giving yourself. No one wants to hear that. I certainly didn't want to hear that, but like I'm coming up on nine months postpartum and I'm like, okay, 
I think I'm going to have to make some tweaks because <laughs> yeah. I'm not where I want to be at. And I, and I will make those tweaks, but like I was, I had to give myself the time to like see how my body would react to being postpartum for the third time. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I had the fourth, my yeah. fourth baby um, right before the pandemic happened. So he's a little over a year old now. And I was still wearing maternity clothes well into the summer. Mm-hmm. I might have even like closed. I don't think I actually wore like real shorts all summer. I think I was wearing like maternity shorts all summer. But like by baby number four, I was like, I just don't care. These are more comfortable anyway. By the way, I still wear, I have this gap pair of like j- denim yeah. shorts and I'm like, yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to give these up. I love Especially them. Especially like when you're breastfeeding, like there's yes. a lot of like perks to like the maternity pants because like they cover your yeah, muffin. And, you're and, uh, so much more comfortable. Like, and now and I'm like about when comfort. Yeah. And like when you're like, you know, throwing your shirt up and whipping a boob out everywhere, like at least like you're covered. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, it to me, not like rushing yourself and allowing yourself to like be in more comfortable clothes, clothes that are covering you. There's some pros to it. Yeah. There's, there's also, there's not a lot of pros or perks to the pandemic. But right. one of them is that you didn't need to be back in work clothes three months oh, later. Nope. <laughs> you know, so That's you can so really true. take your time. That's true. That's true. That's true. I wasn't going anywhere. So the maternity shorts really wasn't like bothering me. Maybe it would have no. if I wasn't in a pandemic, but that's a good point. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, like outside of getting back into our workout and eating whole foods, what other kind of things can we be doing to help ourselves during this postpartum recovery? Yeah. One thing that I recommend to a, all of our, you know, Juna followers and subscribers and, but more importantly, my best friends is go see a pelvic floor PT. Like yeah. even if you don't think something is up, like you just don't know if something's up or if you think yeah. it's normal or common. A lot of things are common, but they're not normal. And what kind and, of things are we talking about? Just so that my yeah, listeners so- can know. Let's like painful sex. Like yeah. I'll be clear. Like this is not yeah. my area of expertise as a as a ma as a human being. I experienced it after my first baby, and I yep. just thought this was normal. Like oh, like you know, I had a baby, I tore. Now this is what sex feels like for me. Yeah, and I went through eleven months of very painful sex, which by the way, like takes a toll on your marriage too. Because my husband was like, "What? What's up?" And I'm like, "Do you understand that every time, like, I want to have sex with you. I'm attracted to you. I love you. Right. But every time I think about having sex, I think about the pain that I'm about to experience, and my entire body locks up. Like it right. locks up. Yeah, and um." And like, you know, like he didn't understand it, like, right. you know, like, and that, that's hard. And then I got pregnant again with my next baby and I had learned about pelvic floor PT, saw someone while I was pregnant. And then with, after my second baby, I immediately went to the pelvic floor PT, like got everything figured out, didn't have painful sex. And I was like, I went through 11 months of this <laughs> and it could have been avoided. And so yeah. like, I, I try but to tell But this is a thing that like people don't talk about, you know what I mean? And I think like so many women experience painful sex, vaginal dryness, mm-hmm. you know, like there's so many things around sex that are hard during that postpartum time. 
Yes. It, like, it, I mean, yeah, it's funny. I feel like <laughs> most of your, OB, that, that was the one thing my OB said when I went in. She was like, make sure you use lots of lube. Yeah. <laughs> like lots and lots yeah. and lots of lube. Yeah. And I and I was like, okay, but there was but but again, like and I loved my OB, but she didn't recommend pelvic floor PT. What she she did recommend this app that did that just did Kegels, mm-hmm. which like was was helpful, I think, to some degree, but I didn't know what I was doing it for. And also I it wasn't super helpful for me because I had a hypertonic pelvic floor, which I found out, which is basically like because I was tensing myself right like my 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 pelvic floor got very like like ton like basically like like super toned which is not a good thing in, in terms right. of your pelvic floor but um I also like because of that was experiencing leaking and was experiencing yeah. lots of leaking when I was pregnant as well again these were problems that I didn't have with my second and third pregnancies which you would think I would because you know you're your pelvic floor is taking it on another two times, but because right. I was going to pelvic floor therapy, it was not something I experienced. And so that is like the, I just, it's so, so important. And like, granted, like my insurance didn't cover it for one year and it did, you know, the next year just because I had changed right. insurances. Like it's, it's worth the expense. Cause this is like the rest of your life. <laughs> Right. I know. And like, I didn't, I experienced the leaking after baby number four. So, you know, like imagine Mm -hmm. like you go through three births, like, oh yeah, I'm like totally fine. And then this fourth, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like, you know, and you almost feel like embarrassed and like, who can I talk to about this? Then like a pandemic hit. I'm like, I can't even like really schedule an appointment with anybody. Right. Yeah. You're like, virtual is not going to do it. Something's going on down here. Um, But like, again, you know, I just feel like these are conversations. Like we're not talking about our lady parts enough. And like, if you're not talking about it, then like nobody knows that this is so common. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I know. So I do. I think that this is like really important. And and like are there a big amount or a large amount of pelvic floor physical therapists out there? It's it's getting much more popular. Yeah. Like it I think that it's becoming something that we're fo- like and granted like it might be just cuz I'm in this space that I'm way more attuned to it but like and, and also I live in Southern California where there are like are five and this is ridiculous but I'm like there're five in like a 60 mile radius which by the yeah. way that's great like so I but there is like I know that there because we have an our uh, Katie Hunter who's our pelvic floor advisor like she does a lot of telehealth like consulting yeah. and so I think with the pandemic that is another perk of the pandemic is that we've figured out ways to help moms more people like, m- more people even if they're not in proximity and and right. I think like while she won't be able to do body work which is helpful there's a lot of things that you still can do mm-hmm. um and I, I like, I just, I so, so wholeheartedly think that it's so important to your recovery. Yeah, that it's worth it. <laughs> like, what happens um, if you're not getting help with your pelvic floor issues? So, I mean, it depends on the severity of what your and what your issues are. Like, if you have prolapse, like, and right. like, let's just say, like, you're and you have you have no idea that you have a prolapse, but you're just like, oh, it feels heavy. Like, that's just something you like that that literally you're only going to solve with 
my pelvic floor physical therapist, but a lot of women go with like undiagnosed prolapses because they just think that like, oh, this is, yeah, I'm different now. So this is, yeah, it's different (laughs) now. And then you, I mean, you like you could have painful sex for the rest of your life. Like I think that our parents' generation, like they just went ahead and had painful sex. And stopped having sex. <laughs> like, you know, like. And, and like, and just, what a horrible, like, quality of life, right? Because, like, your sex life is so important to mm-hmm. you, your mental health, your physical health, your marriage, like, the intimacy between you and your partner. Yeah. You know, like, sex is very important. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if so, you're having a problem there, like, go get it yep. figured out. <laughs> exactly. We don't need sexless marriages. <laughs> no, no, no. And, like, even, like, I with – um like urgency like not yeah. so you might not be incontinent but you the the like urge the urge to yeah. go i i definitely experienced that too like where i would like have to go and then i all of a sudden i would like walk into the bathroom and i'm like oh my god like and i would just start i was i was telling my my pt i was like and I, all of a sudden like i just i pee before i get to the toilet and so right. like there's exercises that we worked on so that that doesn't happen anymore <laughs> um even and even going in the middle of the night, like you're right. you're actually like not supposed to. Like you should be able to hold your bladder the entire night. But when your bladder gets trained throughout pregnancy to wait, you know, like because it's smaller, it right. starts to learn that oh, I, I don't need we to be just totally wake full. this lady up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't need to be full to make you feel like you have to go. And so th- there are also things you have to like retrain your bladder to not need to go all the time. Bladders are so rude. I can't even. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, the worst is like when you uh, like can't hold in your farts or your poop, you know, like that's like a whole nother level of things that can happen that yeah. um, and you're just like, yeah, I mean, imagine you like instead of leaking urine, you're just leaking farts or <laughs> like that would be it's my worst really nightmare. It's really fun to be a woman. Yeah. I just think the- it's really fun. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Men just really have no idea. No, no, they they and they never just will get... because we can like hardly tell each other about these things. So we're definitely not telling them about these things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. If my husband only knew, I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, no, and I then agree. Add on to that, like that year quality of life in terms of like, okay, so you can't really exercise because like running and high impact exercise is going to be really difficult if you have any sort of like diastasis recti or your C-section scars, you know, causing issues. And by the way, like one of the most common thing, like it forms of infertility is from your C-section scar adhering, like creating adhesions and just not, not healing correctly and creating issues in your uterus. And like, that's one that, that. That, can, that can go undiagnosed and yeah. people are just experiencing secondary infertility. And it's because they didn't do enough, like, which by the way, like mobilization, like C-section mobilization, like uh, scar, like scar tissue mobilization is like one, something that most people don't want to do themselves because they don't want to touch their scars. Like I mean, I can't imagine like it, right. it must hurt. And so that's something you would get from your, your PT as well. Yeah. And it's very important. Yeah. That's a really important thing to like know because I would have had no idea. You know what I yeah. mean? And like imagine that going undiagnosed and then you're going through fertility treatments or like what are you going through, you know? Yeah, exactly. That stuff is not cheap. Nope. No. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this with us. I think the the postpartum period is one that moms need 
so much more support with. Yes. <laughs> so yes. much more in all areas. So I am always just so appreciative of platforms that are providing those resources for these mamas. Um, I hope that you guys go check out Sarah. Tell my listeners again where they can find you. Yes, you can find us uh, on Instagram at Juna.moms, or you can download the Juna app on both iOS and Android stores. Thank you, Sarah, and cheers to a better postpartum recovery. Thank you for having me. Thanks.